we just have so like I said, Tuesdays is extra content. Man, let's go. We're gonna talk this out. Okay. We're gonna have an extra content for Tuesday, so y'all just tune in for Tuesday to let everybody know now. Let's keep on rolling. So I really I really just want to get into the ask questions. This is the next step is um as you're successful, is actually building that circle. And it actually segues into what you were saying, like finding that mentor. You want to know about a circle? You want to know about a circle? Yeah. Okay, so here we go with a circle. Now, my mentor, Bruce Dobbs. Look at Bruce Dobbs. Maybe you'll have a tune in. Black man in Atlanta. He uh, used to have locks at one point. So if you look him up, you know who I'm talking about. So Bruce Dobbs told me one day, financial genius. He says, Yusuf, you need to find you a circle of young men who are on the like path. But the biggest thing I want to do is they don't all need to be the same. I said, what? <laughs> he said, I'm going to give you an example. All my people, this is why I always give examples because everyone I've taught paints a picture. Now, I may paint in Crayola crayons and they're painting in pastel <laughs> and get the good paint. I'm still on crayons, but they paint nice pictures. That's why I try to talk in ways that people understand. So he says, I'm going to give you an example of a deal. He said, one of my mentees, they went and did this deal. I gave them advice the whole way, but they still want to take their own route. He said, one of my mentees, they were a group of young black businessmen, very intelligent. They went in and did this deal. It was a nice, sizable deal. He said, but when they got in there, they got screwed over. Because why? Because everybody in there knew numbers. He said, when you go into business, you go into business with a group that understands what you do not. Mm-hmm. So if you're dealing with business, you better have some law in there also. Yeah. You got numbers, you got law. Mm-hmm. Because he said the contract was, the numbers were all legit. Like you say, you know, numbers don't lie. So numbers were all straight. Mm-hmm. But it was the wording that got them. There you go. So the wording was they had to have it done in a certain time period. And the people that they were dealing business with knew that it would take an extra month for them to do it. But they didn't see those fine lines and the fine lines caught them. So when you go into business, you don't, we always try to go on with our buddies. Oh, my pot, we all went to business school together. We all went to I'm partnering. Yeah, yeah. We're going to go all in together because we all do this. That's cool. That's nice. But it's always another side of the business that you don't know. I'm telling you. So you, and they say you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And you don't know what you don't know until sometimes you get busted in the head. But sometimes you don't have to get busted in the head. You can just go out and talk to people. Exactly. And they'll tell you, hey, son, you need to get you a lawyer. You need to go get you a um, crazy. You need to get you somebody who knows astronomy. Why? Because, okay, if you start building this during this time period, the sun's moving. So you have to understand that. So it's a bunch of things that you don't know you don't know until you get into the business. You know, it's... Uh it's funny to having that. It's, it's almost like when you're building a house, you can't build a house with everybody at Brick Mason. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right. Somebody got to do windows. That, somebody got to be That's the best example. Somebody right. got to not understand the... And you know, one thing that I've learned is people have to know how to value people. Mm. Like understanding that someone has the gift of speech and of having a com- what they call the common touch. Mm. That's a skill that everyone doesn't have. And it's a valuable skill to understand that you need to have someone in each place. 
but knowing what those places are. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is a puzzle. Having a mentor that knows that, okay, you need, these are the spaces that you have. Right. And too often we, I say we in particular black folks, because we get into the business. And I'm going to give an example again of a young sister I was once getting into this business. And I was telling her, go talk to this person. She was like, no, because they look at me as my, as I'm a rival to them because I'm getting into the business. I said, no, did you sit down and talk with them yet? Yeah. I was up under them for a while, but did you talk to them? Ooh. That's the difference. So too often we go into the business and because I sat down and talked with you and I was, st- I was working with you. Okay. That's different. You come work for me. You're an employee right now. Exactly. So I'm not caring about nothing besides, did you get the job done? All right, cool. Mm-hmm. And you get upset with me because oh, he's too strict and he's stern. He's not doing it right. Well, I'm not caring about none of that stuff. Because that wasn't your position. You're not here for that. <laughs> You're here to get the job done. Let's get the job done. But when you sit down with the person and ask them for guidance, they become a different person. Right. And too often what we do, especially our generation, and this young group too, is we go in and we try to cut down everything that's been done before us. Yeah. We don't want to build on the foundation that's been there already. We say, oh, that crap don't make no sense. I don't like it. We're going to do it this way. Mm-hmm. So we cut everything down instead of sitting down and say, hey, you know what? You built this restaurant over here. Yeah. And you've been successful for 20 damn years. How did you do it? I want to build one on the other side of town or across street, or I want to take over your restaurant. But if you take over the restaurant, oh, well, I don't like the way they've been doing stuff. So we're going to strip it all. We're going to update the restaurant. But that restaurant been there for 20 years and it still has a steady clientele and people come from out of town to come to this restaurant. And you want to knock down a restaurant exactly. because you think that the modern hip way is to have this done over here and put these computers you want to change the you want to change the secret ingredient <laughs> to the recipe that's been working for twenty years, yeah. but you want to update it and put your own sauce into it, and then you wonder why it fails. And because you got rid of the foundation, it's like if you wanted to build a better car and you got rid of the wheels. It's like okay, what, how are we going to go? <laughs> gonna do this? <laughs> Great engine, but we can't go nowhere. <laughs> so you know, sit down, ask the people in, as a mentor. Going back to that one, hey. How did it work for you? You know what? That actually brings up a good point is we talk about a circle and everything. And, you know, Atlanta is the, I mean, the, uh, what's the word? I'm just going to just put it out there. It's the center of let's network. (laughs) Everything is a network here. And a lot of people are not savvy on how to network. Mm. A lot of people don't have those foundational things that we talked about. Some people don't even have what we call basic manners. You know, a lot of times they, they're trying to build a circle, but everybody's looking at what they can get out of the next person. Come on. And they don't have basic manners. It's not, it's, oh, well, what do you do? What do you, it's like, well, how are you doing today? You're right. My name is. Right. <laughs> I mean, and a lot of people come, come out of it. They go through things with the wrong spirit, you know? And your whether you want to call it your vibe, your energy, it means every. If you work with anyone in entertainment, one thing that they can pick up on is energy. <laughs> I don't care who you are; they can pick up on energy because they're so used to dealing 
with a person's vibe. They have to deal with hundreds, thousands of people and they have to read a room. They have to. And a lot of people don't know that. They don't know. Read the room. What is that? <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you're approaching this person and their vibe is off. They're, they're, they're distracted by something or, or, or they're, they, you haven't even recognized. They hungry. They, they bargained. They ain't ate today. My father told me this. He said, son, and matter of fact, I think the minister told, the minister told him and he told me, he said, find what the person wants to do. Help them do it. Yeah. Then they'll be more willing to help you. I'm paraphrasing, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. So the networking thing, this is why I'm great with that. Yeah. I don't care who you are. I'm, I can get you on a conversation. <laughs> networking, I like doing because I want to, like you said, work the room. I have to sit, I walk in the room. I normally assess what's going on first. And then if I'm looking for somebody specifically, I'm going to watch them probably five minutes before I walk over them to them and have a conversation. Because I'm going to find something that I can relate to them about mm-hmm. before I approach. And too often, again, we just want to do it our way. I'm going to walk, hey, my name is, I don't feel like talking about right now. Exactly. <laughs> you know, well, babe, I saw you were thirsty, but I bought a cup of water over to you, man. How you doing? Uh Thank you for the water. I ain't going to drink it, but it's a conversation to start. What's good, man? How you doing? Exactly. So, yeah, man. It's just, yeah. You know, a lot of things when it comes to building a network and building your circle, my thing is, do you provide value? A lot of us are looking at what someone can do for us, but where's our value? Where do we fit in? Because it's great to have a powerful circle that, okay, well, I, I have this person I can network. I have, but what do you bring to the table? And in your authentic self, because the thing is, when we're looking at, especially men, how do how can I be of service when I'm looking at my 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 community, when I'm looking at my family and my wife comes home and she has a a, a high instep, you know, she has a very high arch. And I'm like, okay, well, how can I be a service? I've been working all day. You've been working all day. Let me rub day. your feet, baby. Let me rub them feet. Let me rub them. Bring I don't even like feet. Bring them. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to get smacked, partner. <laughs> but, you know, one thing is and when, when we're building and we do, we mingle. You network. You vibe. You, you talk to people. How can I be of service? If I'm, It's not more than just a circle. Because when we look at a circle of people, the thing is, it's not about what your circle is. You are part of that thing. Y'all are one. You are a circle because you connect. We don't look at a circle and go, okay, it's this point. We don't look at the 364th degree (laughs) and isolate that out of the circle. It's all of those 365 degrees. How do we fit in? What, what, What are we providing? You are only as strong as your weakest link. Let me get you back to your questions, too. You are only strong as your weakest link. And then the other part is that when you come in, it's not, when you say it's not about you, you have to, in business in particular, you have to understand you are really the last person to be taken care of. You're the last person on the list. You are here to serve. And too often in business, we think it's about us. I'm not in here. Yes, this is why. I'm going to be crap. Stop that conversation. So this is why (laughs) we have issues with a lot of these stores. Because we go in there and they have a 
highfalutin attitude because we're coming into their stores. They forget if we aren't coming into your store, you don't exist. Exactly. So the reality of it is that you should be thankful for us coming as much as we're thankful for you opening your business in our neighborhoods. You know, that's the best businesses that we go to are the ones that say, well, what can I do for you? How may I serve you? You know, and that's how when you go, when you have a circle of friends, let's talk to those who already have that circle. And you're looking at, well, I have a great group, uh, set of friends. I have a great set of friends who have these skills. Well, how are you being of service to them? You know, they have lives too. A lot of us look at our business friends and don't understand that, hey, they, it's not just this is my circle. They have families. They have needs. They have wants. They have ups and they have downs. And it's great to celebrate our wins, but his aunt just died. You see what I'm saying? Right. He just came out of the hospital. Are we even addressing that? Did you say, brother, how are you doing? Go sit down. Let me take this weight off. Like like our relationships, like you're saying. Your wife coming home, and she been in those uh, six-inch Louis Vuitton red-bottom stiletto shoes all day. Yeah. All right, baby. Let me come rub them hooves. <laughs> let me let me take some of the burden off of you. For yeah. you know what? Don't go cook. I got this. Yeah. You know we're gonna be a family, so I, I got this tonight. Don't worry about nothing. The children they're gonna be mine. And you tell your children, don't go bother your mama tonight. I got this. <laughs> you want something? They still go in there and do it. So the same thing with the business. That's right. When he's going through all his stuff, at some point you gotta say, "Hey, bro, sit down. Yeah, just just sit." Yeah. You ain't got to do nothing here today. I know you're the CEO and everything, but we'll take care of this for you today. Because yeah. if you don't move, if you stop existing, we have a problem. Exactly. Even though as a business, you can always be replaced. The replacement is not as always good as the president that's in position right now. That's true. They don't know what you know. And the big, biggest example that we all have right now is iPhones. Yeah. iPhone is nothing. Apple is... Beautiful company, you know. I have iPhone. I love my phone at times. But the reality of it is that that whole company was based and developed off of Steve Jobs. Well, man's vision. The iPhone ain't developed since the man died. Yeah. It's been the same phone. Are we going iPhone 15, 22? Bruh, you haven't changed the phone. All you did was upgrade the camera. The vision. The vision. But there's no vision. The people are perish. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have the vision of the original person... You can't grow. Yeah. So, you know, they say you can replicate, but you can't duplicate. That's right. I want to go back to, um, you know, in our episode, we talked about something. And that's getting a mentor. And having that, that, that expert that's there. And this segues into what we were just talking about. A lot of us have that expert and we have that mentor. But do we really appreciate them? No. How they pour into, you know, they pour so much into you and you're getting in and soaking in all this knowledge. And from this person in your eyes, they're a giant. But we have to remember that they're still human. Right. How have we shown our appreciation? And and I want to discuss, you know, how we actually show appreciation to those who pour into us. You know, flowers while you live, brother. You know, because it's a small thing. It's those little things. A lot of a lot of us who do have mentors who are, are really well off in life. I can remember. Uh, I, I won't even speak on it because you know you have different business. I remember going to someone. Uh, they had had uh, 
you know, Russell. Mm. Um, we hadn't seen him in a while. We just wanted to catch up with him, just see how he was doing. You know, does really well in life and came to find out that uh, he had a car accident. And he was telling us that not even his family had checked on him. He almost died. And, um, you know, he had uh, got impaled from mm. the car. Mm. And we just, we had brought him a gift and everything. We just, we didn't know anything had happened. We just want to appreciate him. You know, mm. I bought him, he loved, loved drinking and everything. We had got him a, like the little shot glass set, mm. a little something fun, you know. Some I found it with Ross or something, something he'd appreciate, mm-hmm. you know. And he was like, man, y'all just, y'all just came to see me? He was like, yeah. He was like, he was like man, my, my family haven't, and I'm, when I talk about close, I'm talking about as close as it gets, family. Mm-hmm. And as close as it, as it gets, is you can just put your mind to that. No one checked him. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of times when we talked about uh, off uh, before we even started the episode, we talked about there are those among us who are giants in our eyes. And they say, you know, they've committed suicide. And people, are, well, they were so happy and they was this, that, and the other. But it's lonely at the top. It is very lonely. It is extremely lonely at the top. So for those of you who have that mentor and have that person, don't forget about them. Their birthday was right around the corner. Even though they have the boat and they have all these, you know, they have the business and stuff, you would be surprised how a heartfelt card or how well thought out, you know, gift or or just sitting a down. A text message. Man, what you talking about? Just Brother, a text. I have everybody's <laughs> birthday in my phone that I run into for the most part and I deal with on a regular basis and I send them a text message on their birthday and I got a, one brother who's <laughs> well off <laughs> well well off and the other year for his birthday it came up I was like oh man happy birthday brother I pray as well I ain't seen you in a long time I probably get to catch up blah 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 and it was like probably four or five sentences because it was really me just I hadn't seen him in a while Catch up. He just was like, brother, you don't know how much this message meant for me. I'm like, what the hell you mean this message? He said, because we want him just talking. He said, yes, it's my birthday. And they about to throw this big party. But everyone's coming to the party because they know the money's there. Mm-hmm. And there's an extravagant event that's about to be done. But the fact is, no one genuinely yeah. has said happy birthday. Man, I really want you to stay right there because I want you to really speak on the actual, the art of being genuine. And I want to say the art of it because I read a it book is. when I was a uh, when I was a teenager. Um, you're probably familiar with how to win friends and influence, influence people. It's right Dale Carnegie. over there. Literally. <laughs> the book is over there. And he spoke on something that we see more in the beginning of the book. He talked about, you know, people have all kind of, okay, well, this is the art to doing this and the art of speaking and smiling, giving firm hands. Uh, and here's the thing. People can smell a fake a mile away. That's the art of being fake, brother. That's all it is. You know, and whether you're in business or whether you're uh, in, 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 in everyday life, whether you're just sitting down, being genuine, genuinely caring about the people that you are associated around, 
Because my thing is, if you don't genuinely care, you shouldn't be around them. Because, first of all, you're not really believing in the vision that they have. And you're doing yourself a disservice. And the other thing is, if you're around wonderful people and you can't be genuine, that's a self-check. You got to get yourself checked out. Why is it that you can't be? Because they are those among us, right? Everybody uh-huh. ain't real. Why do you not care about the people that are in your, well, I'm busy on it. The thing is, if someone's on your mind or someone's blessed to be around you and they're able to be a blessing to you, it is our duty to be genuine toward that person. And whether you care or don't care, if you if you genuinely don't give a damn bit, do them a service and stay the hell away from them. But you are a reflection of the environment in which you grew up in. Mm-hmm. And it sounds very rude, but think about you personally who's listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. How does your personality reflect everybody that you've been around in? If you weren't taught to be genuine, for the most part, you're not genuine yourself. You are a a false version, and you wonder why friends come and go. People don't really stay around you too often. Things aren't going the way that you are, and they oh, this person lied, this person did this. Well, look at you. <laughs> like I remember, I was this, I think I was reading this book. That I'm reading this book, and. In the book, it talks about, again, I think it's the game of life still. I'm still reading that one. And in the book, the um, lady says that she was talking to a girl who lied all the time. And she asked her, why did you lie? She said, because it's easy. I don't care. And then she ran into someone that she loved and really liked. And the dude started lying to her. Mm. And then she got upset with it. Well, why? You attract the reflection of what you are. Man. You're lying all the time, so you're going to get people who lie to you. Yeah. And when you start to see what you look like, so I'm, I'm, I'm deterring, but I'm still in the same road. No, no we're going to keep so driving. The, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, minister told my, the minister told my father, again, the minister told, the minister told, the minister told my father, um, at one point, and this is just the reality of it. My, my father was young in a relationship. He thought about getting divorced to my mother because she wasn't doing what he wanted him to do. Oh, and he was like, he talked to the minister. She's getting on my nerves. I'm about to get divorced. They're like first thing in the marriage. And the minister looks at my father and was like, what? Brother, how long have you been married? He said one year. He said, ah, oh, brother, whatever, brother. Don't talk to him about that. He said, brother, give it three years. Come back to me. Then we talk. Now, this is my father telling me this later on. Now, when I heard that, I was in the process of writing my book, The ABCs of Love Relationships. And I used three represents trials and tribulations on the whatever level you call that, metaphysical, whatever, whatever it is. But this is my, and you don't have to agree with this, you or anybody listening. This is my, from being married, this is my reflection of three in marriage. The first year, you are yourself in the relationship. The second year, you become the mirror of your mate. So everything that she does, you're now doing it for the most part. And everything that you do, she's now doing it. So everything that you hate about your mate, damn it, that's you. 
<laughs> and everything she hates, that's her. You're doing the same thing she does all the time. You don't even know you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Then the third year, you become a blended parity of each other. Mm-hmm. So the three years in the relationship is for you to understand each other. Mm-hmm. That's the three years of development, the three years of growth. Mm-hmm. We don't want to get to that too often. We try to get to the one year and fuck all y'all out. <laughs> you know, you- it's, it's crazy because it does reflect the mindset. I want to go into, you said, you, you know, we're a reflection of the environment that we grow in. Right. And the other thing is the mindset that we developed in that environment. Because we all, for those of us who have siblings, we all might be raised in the same household, but we have separate mindsets. <sighs> Because of our position in the household. I mean, everything reflects on it. But the thing is, as adults, here's what I I love about who we are. We develop. And we're responsible for our development. We're the ones that choose. what. There's a book that I've been reading, um, uh, As a Man Thinking. The Mm. thing is, how we think develops who we are, which in turn will develop our environment. Now, if we want to reflect what we are, talk about we, you Instagram people all day. You know, <laughs> let, let let's really let's really go into it because this reflects the people that we. I, I really want to bring it all the way around to that circle that we talked. Yes, about. sir. Your circle reflects who you are. That's it. Because everyone around you in your circle is a reflection of some version of you. That's why y'all. There's a version of you that attracted that person because you are that person. Right. In some form or facet, they're a That's reflection you. of who you are. That's it. So they think, man, I can't stand it. It's something they're giving you what's in you. It's some it's some type of thing that there's something that's reflect. And as we develop who we are through our mind, our spirit, and our actions, that really determines the environment that we feel comfortable in. A lot of a lot of us who grew up in the hood and you go back to the hood, you're like, you're not comfortable there because you're not the same person. That's it. A lot of us, when we develop professionally in our careers and we go back to those same places, we're not peons in a company anymore. Now we're executives. Now we've built our entrepreneurial spirit. A lot of us who were in some development in our in our faith life, we can't hang at the same places anymore. It's very uncomfortable. But the thing is, I want to talk about what's comfortable because some of us find that the environments that we are, are, are in are very comfortable for us. We, 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 we feel better in higher places for a reason. You feel better with the people that you're around for a reason. That's where you're supposed to be. Exactly. Too often we keep trying to, like you said, and, ooh, again, it's, it's, these conversations are cool because I get to look at self-reflection. That's why I love talking with you because it's always a self-reflection. And I was telling you about my father. Yeah, again, I told you, if y'all like my daddy, you don't like Mr. Parker and cut this damn podcast off. I'm always quoting one of them at some point or another. My father told me, uh, this is recently, he always is telling me, Yusuf, you know, this ain't, everyone ain't not going to be able to go where you go, son. Yeah, it's true. You have a path. You got to be able to walk it. Yeah. And sometimes you just got to just go. Yeah. And you can't call your friends. I remember when I left the college. First time he told he told me he said, "Son, when you go to school, and this is for anybody who has a child, make sure they listen to this part too." He said, "Son, when you go off to college, leave everything in Atlanta, in Atlanta, 
I said, what? He said, your best friend, your homies, your cousins, your brother, your sister, everybody. Leave them in Atlanta. Because what's going to happen? Everybody that stays in Atlanta, when you come back in four years, they're going to be in the same, same place. place. <laughs> do not get caught up here. Go do what you're supposed to do for your life. Then you come back. Mm-hmm. I said, what the hell? And then when I graduated, I came back. Those who stayed, lo and behold, everybody doing the same thing. I'm four years advanced in my life, whatever I'm supposed to be doing. Then he told me again, when I started getting into entertainment, son, everybody can't make this trip, son. And you got a thing of trying to care everybody. Because you know, I go to, I get invited to a party. I'm bringing all my partners. <laughs> right. All my partners, no, you said we got a party. Oh, we going deep. Don't care who it is. So he told me that, but it wasn't until last year I'm sitting with my lawyer at his birthday party and he invited me out and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at everybody who's at the table ex-mayors, this celebrity, my lawyer, this judge, this person. And I'm like, damn, I got invited. Mm-hmm. Not everybody got invited. Yeah. I got invited specifically. He said, Yusuf, I want you to be there because, you know, bro, you, you mean a lot. I want you to be there to celebrate my birthday with me. Mm-hmm. We're over at STK Steakhouse in Atlanta. They bring out this massive cake that's shaped like a damn polar bear, but it's black. <laughs> I mean, like he's the dude, you know, they have all the nice music over in the restaurant. Cuts the music off. They put on happy birthday on, on the loudspeaker. Everybody in there trying to figure out who, who this person is. Why all of a sudden it just got shut down. And I'm in the circle. Mm-hmm. You can't take everybody with you. Yeah, that's true. And I really, man, that that is powerful because for those of you who find yourself in a better circle, the thing is, the reason why your your, your partners are not there because they were some squares. <laughs> now, I, I, I don't mean to be rude because some of us, here's one thing. Of course, you, oh, well, you don't want to forget where you came from, but that's the key because you came from there for a reason. Not to go back there. Not to go back. And be a part of the same atmosphere, you know, but to make it better. When I was being mentored as a young man, I was taught that you never give back. You always give forward. And the thing is, if for those of us who have people who are day ones, and they still are day ones, and they still can hold things, the thing is they've elevated with you. And that's why it's important to, to be around like-minded people. But those who really care about you, they will let you know. If they actually cared about you, they will tell you, you need to move on. I've had very close friends who told me, man, we can't be friends no more. Move on. <laughs> if something happened to your family, if something happened to you, I wouldn't be able to live with myself. Move on. We ain't friends no more. I've had where situations have happened and people have been revealed. It wasn't that they were different. I was different. I couldn't be around it anymore. You can't. I couldn't be around mediocrity anymore. A lot of us, when we find ourselves being conditioned and disciplined and we see the blessing in that discipline, you can't be around the undisciplined. It's like, okay, well, I remember I used to do things based on my feelings, 
But now, regardless of what my feelings are, this has to get done. And you can't be around people who do not get things done because what what the church say, because thus said the The Lord, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) because when he gives you a mission, you have to be around people. The thing about let's go to King David. It wasn't King David by themselves. Open up your Bibles and turn to. Let me tell you so. But people read right past the generals that he had. Mm. He had amazing generals that that, and they all had their different jobs. I want. And I'm not going to go deep into it, but those who have a circle of people, they have different jobs and they are excellent in that. And we have to learn to celebrate that. First of all, I want to go through some points. Mind your manners. The respect that you want, have that level of respect for those who are around you. Can I jump on that mind your manner real right quick? right ahead, man. <laughs> As a young man, I just mind real quick. Develop a firm handshake. Oh, yeah. I didn't know how deep that was yeah. until you get older. I had nice size hands anyhow. So I was gripped. But in the nice size hands, I mean, I was talking to this one this what made me see is always someone says something along the way. I was shaking his brother's hand and he said, you got a firm grip, young man. I like that. He said, I respect that. He said, if you, if you shook my hand with a little weak one, I would have walked off and fin- wouldn't have finished this conversation with you. But you shook my hand with the firmness. I said, damn, is that deep? My mentor said, yes, it is very deep. You have, it's the manners but your handshake is a reflection of you at that moment. How I'm going to be. I'm not going to be firm. I mean, I'm not going to be soft and timid. Mm-hmm. I'm very firm and I'm very direct with you. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, sir. Mm-hmm. That's just the manners. Go ahead. No, but it, it, it needs to be said, especially for our young men and young women that, that listen to it. Because when you are around a group of people, you need to be solid. As a rock. <laughs> I remember you, you you talked about having being around like-minded uh individuals. And a lot of us are we especially when you're growing up, some people are friends by circumstance because y'all live around you. You, you played with them and that, that's who it was. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's it. That's who it was. And a lot of us are, you know, we go to a job and that's who was hired. Right. But as we develop who we are. We have to develop our own things, our own circle, our own environments. And those of you, you know, here's a tip. If you want to experience it, go there. If you want to see what it feels like, go there. Get comfortable. Get comfortable in those places that you want to be. Okay, you want to see what it feels like to go to that next level, go. Go where that next level is. Go where they are. And understand that environment. Because if you're saying, okay, well, this is what I want to do. Go ahead and try it. Invest in it. You know, if you want to be going to fitness, you can't go into the next step by coming home every day after work and not doing anything. Can I put some season on that, bro? No, please do. I'm put some season on y'all. Please do. Where the Lyris? Lyris. <laughs> so when you talk about going there, and the reason why you have a lot of young brothers out here say, I don't care about living. I don't care about this nigga. I can die there, blah, 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 blah. That foolishness. All this is a bunch of foolishness. Foolishness. It's because they never went there. Yeah. When you grew up, when you growing up in a neighborhood and all you know is that neighborhood, all you know is the other side of town, which is uh, 
a lighter version of that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You never experienced life. Mm-hmm. So if you are in, like I remember going to school and every place has a 285, which just circle that circles the city. Everybody has it. Ours is called 285. And I remember going to school and I had had friends who never had been outside 285. So all they used to just talk about was going to this part of town or not. I was going to Griffin on a regular basis at that point when Griffin's about 30 miles from the city of Atlanta at a regular basis. And my family got land down there. So you're just down there chilling. I seen life differently. I flew to New York at the age of three because I had to buy myself because I had to graduate from five uh, or six, whatever, because I had to graduate from a program up in New York. I'm seeing life differently. Yeah. I've traveled out the country. I've done different things. So when somebody said, I ain't afraid to die, mm, you need to go live a little bit, bro. Yeah. You ain't, you, you haven't so much out there. been there yet. Yeah. Because once you've been there, you understand it is so much more to life than this BS that we're doing. Yeah. Like if I would love to have a program where you take children from these hoods mm-hmm. and be able to take them, hey, look, we're going to take you down to a farm. Man, we're going to take you down to the lake. You know, it's it's funny because when I used to mentor for Best Academy, I think they changed the name of it, but, you know, I did the um, the mentorship program with the uh, uh, Boy Scout Troop 100. Okay. So we had kids that were in the robotics program that had no idea that one of the best schools that they could go to were engineering was literally down the street. Here they are on Bankhead. Not realizing that Georgia Tech, Tech up the street is right there. They've never been off a of bankhead. These these brilliant kids who are already creating robots, functional robots, don't know that if they go right down the street, had never been downtown, and they are literally blocks. Reflection of the environment. Yeah. The environment doesn't want to grow. Your environment doesn't want to develop. Your environment has this cap or yeah. ceiling on it. They're now putting a cap in the ceiling on the children to become a reflection of them. But the same thing with us as grown people, grown people, not understanding you don't have to mingle at the TGI Fridays Every. and the Applebee's <laughs> right where you at in the West End and off. Of, you know what I mean? You can go and get them same wings somewhere else in the circle. You want to be in film, go where they are. You want to go. You you want to experience what 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 being a, a a female entrepreneur. There's a plethora here in Atlanta. Those that in Atlanta, every city, Urban League, find yeah. it. Every city has a, a business development program. Mm-hmm. Every city has a, a minority business and entrepreneurship, Hispanic business and entrepreneurship. Every city has one of these programs. If you want to go there. Go join the organization. They yeah. want people to join. Let me grab this, Larry's, because I, I want to put some more seasoning on this. Come on. Here's the thing. You got some steak sauce if you want There's that. There's an incomplete circle who's looking for you. They're looking for you. They're looking for you. And they say, okay, well, we need this person. You got skills. You have the personality. They need a friend like you. They need a partner like you. They need someone in the atmosphere who's going to care, who's going to do that, Who's going to be a part of and enrich because really all it is is life being enrichment to someone else's life other than yourself. Passing the baton. You know? They want that. 
They looking for it. Hey, hey, you want? I, I can sit down now. <laughs> See, and that's you. the problem with a lot of these organizations oh, is that you have a bunch of older individuals who are there, and I say mature old. I'm talking about old, old in mm-hmm. age. They're there, and they can't retire. Because no one has came to pick up the baton to say, look, I got it from here. Yeah. So all these civic organizations, the SCLC, the NAACP, the SNCs, the uh, Rainbow Push, all these or all of them. I don't care if you offended or not by my comment right now. All of us are suffering because there are not enough young, high spirited, motivated individuals who say, I got this. Mm-hmm. I want to help. Uh-huh. It just like, if you think I'm lying, I'm going to throw it another way. Look at the economy and look at the job force. They're saying it's so many people who do not want to work. Yeah. It's the same oh, thing yeah. all these organizations. No one, come, no one wants to come in there yeah. and do what's needed. Because why? We have become a reflection of society. Exactly. Society gives you an instantaneously gratification. They give you whatever you want. Whenever you, all you have to do, go to McDonald's, get you a burger. I have a thing: three minutes, three days. Three minute burger get you. You can go get your three minute burger from the fast food restaurant. It's get your full for a moment. Like you said, it gives you diabetes, stomach problems, everything. Yep. How nourishing is this food? Is it going to give you all the things for your body to develop and grow? Three days. Three days is that Thanksgiving meal. <laughs> it take a little bit more time, but guess what? By the end of them three days, boy, you feeling rich when that when you start when mom cut that turkey open. Mm-hmm. She that bread that she been making for the past few days, that dressing, that full meal that she done took for three days to nourish your body, it's developing and growth. Instantaneous gratification or slow work process. Which one is more beneficial for you? It's just, it's just. I'm glad you hit that because it, it reminded me of um, we did some contract work. I came into this church organization, and um, my pastor. And a shout out to Pastor Timothy Williams. When I got there, they was like, you know, the uh, our, our head deacon and everything. They was like, man, I'm so glad you came because we can pass the baton on. We can. Look, it's so many people who they have a successful business. They have success. They're doing well, but they're moving on to the next thing. That's it. And they're looking for you. You have those. And all of us have been there where you you reach a certain level and you can't relate to anyone. You just want somebody to talk to. You know, you just need someone who who understands Come you. On. And we're all really a lot of us are looking for love. And it's not just romantic. You're looking for someone who has that coming out. I haven't been with people for years and feel like I'm a stranger, but meet somebody and instantaneously feel like you've known them your whole life. Mm-hmm. You are that person for somebody, you know, and they're waiting on that. But you are somebody's blessing somewhere, somewhere you somebody's blessing and somewhere somebody's a blessing for you. But the thing is, by you not being where you're supposed to be in that circle, you're doing them a disservice. Because somebody else is there and they're the snake in the grass. Ooh. They're in your spot. Come on. Delighted. And you're somewhere where you don't fit. You're the 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 round button in a room full of squares. Square <laughs> 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 You're supposed to be, you the upgrade, you the touch screen, and they steal the rotary phone. And you off you, you you're your new development. 
but you're still in the old place. You don't belong. It's time for you to go ahead and upgrade. I mean, that's all I got to say. I ain't going to keep up. <laughs> nah, we, we here. You know what I'm We got a few more minutes left. At least uh, we got a few more minutes to knock this out. I want to make sure we got your questions asked. And this yeah. is um, still on business development. But the thing about the show is never that it's going to be the way you think it should be. Well, yeah. Because I we strive to go on different levels because in talking with everyone, not everyone is going to be able to get the message the same way. Mm-hmm. So you have to paint pictures. You have to have conversations, give descriptions, then ways that everyone understands, like, I got it. Because the worst thing that you can do is have a conversation or have a dissertation and you lose half the crowd according to your conversation, a quarter into the conversation. <laughs> and then by the end of this conversation, they're like, oh, no, no. <laughs> they clapping. But they can't remember nothing you said because they were lost. Yeah. Like Minister Farrakhan tells us, brother, if you're going to study, get a dictionary. Because yeah. I was going to be some word somewhere that you don't understand. And if you get off in that one word, the rest of the studying is gone. Hey, hey, man, you can't you can understand it. So, um, we're dealing with business. We're dealing with life, and this whole conversation is always about life and the business development, growth, relationships. Because life is a reflection of life. You have a reflection of business into your relationship, into your spirituality development, into just your health. Yeah. It's all the same. It's just how you position and look at it. Today, you may be looking through a glass that's clear. Tomorrow, you may be looking through a foggy glass because your health is messed up. Mm-hmm. It's the same glass. Yeah. It's just a different perspective. You got your lens on now. Take the lens off. It's a little. You got 20 and 20. You might have 10, 12 at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hit our last point because of how we ended the other one. Mm. But you made a great point. And we were talking about the old Atlanta, you know, having those experts and stuff like that. That's where I sorry now. Now this but those are foundations. And I want to talk about you you said something that was very profound when you're talking to those mentors and basically when you get to know people in your circle. And we we've been speaking about a common subject is take we we've talked about we've taken yourself out of it. It's really about that other person. Oh, but damn. you said something that was so profound about them actually being a novel or even a library, you know? When you're talking yeah. to that person or you're meeting people or you have a circle, a lot of times it's so important to forget about yourself. It ain't about you at that point. When you're serving, even in business, it's not about what you want. How can you provide? What what is it that that person needs from you? So those people in your circle, I want you to speak on like getting to know their story. So the biggest thing, a lot of bigger things, uh, but they all relate to different parts or factions of life. In getting to know someone, you get a different level of respect for them. Mm-hmm. And the respect develops your relationship and your connection with them like your mother or whoever you have as a, a person in your life. But I say the mother because most of us all came through some women. So, hey. There we go. As a kid, all it is is mama, mama. I want, I want, I want. As a 
adolescent, it's you're upset with mom because mom is not understanding. I'm growing and it's just the way it's supposed to be. Screw you, mom. Right, mom. You don't understand, mom. But teenage, then you hit young adult, 18 to 20, 21, and you want to ball out, have fun, and I'm going to do what I want to because I'm an adult now. I'm going to have fun now. And then you hit 25 and it's like, yo, mom, um, you got a few minutes to talk to me. Exactly. <laughs> you hit 30. It's like, all right, about the same thing. By the time you hit 35, 40, I'm going home to see my mama, my daddy, my auntie. Because the respect factor has now grown. Yeah. It was there before, but it was never defined. And once you get to know someone, because I, I'm a strong believer, children should not know what's going on in your house. No. Nah. We growing up, bills is paid, food on the table, blah, blah, blah. You know that. How it got on the table, it got on the table. How the bills was paid, daddy got a job. Daddy got That's about all you need to know. Stay in a child's place. Because what happened is when you start crossing the line and put some a blurriness between child and adult, that respect level goes out the door. Yeah. So that's why you have these people who are, my child is my best friend. Wrong. Mm-mm. My child is my child. Yeah, I don't have any adolescent best friends. No. We, we can't relate. No, it's <laughs> nothing that you can relate to me no. on. So you're not my best friend. You are a child. Mm-hmm. And I will treat you as such. Mm-hmm. Get your ass into the room and do your homework. Mm-hmm. There's no disrespect to you. When you get older, then we can have older conversations. Mm-hmm. But right now... And still there's a level of respect that's there. Now, I'm glad you're speaking on it because as you get older, you realize that they're not just title mother or just mom, that they have, you know, our parents have wonderful stories, no matter oh. good or bad. They're, they're wonderfully developed people. You know, if we were reading a novel about them, you'd realize how complex and how, you know, how, how, how deep it actually goes from the people that are around us. And I think that it's important that as you develop as a person, the same thing with you. A lot of us are have very deep layers if people were to go peer into our minds. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel is a beauty when you're meeting someone. It's like opening a fresh book or, or a novel or anything like that. When you're meeting somebody of character that, you know, you actually align with. Mm-hmm. It's not like when you're meeting something that you align with and you're a high level person. Any good story that you have, you really can't predict it. You really can't. It's it's an it's enjoyable experience. You experience it. And when you're meeting people in your circle and you reintroducing yourself and you're developing, you're experiencing them. And they should be experiencing you. And I think that that is an important thing to do as you go out there and you you are having your mentors and you're building your circle and reinforcing things that it's more of the experience of that person. And I think that's what aligns us and keeps us uh, embedded in one another and linked to one another. It's because we experience them for who they are. That's the closest people around you. And I'm not saying you're supposed to have these huge circles, but people who really, really know you on an intimate level, they experience the whole of you, good and bad. 
you know, the good thing is if you would have any meal or pie, it's not just the sweet inside of it. It's the crust. <laughs> it's the plate. You know what I mean? It's, it's the it's entire the experience of that person. You're right. And it's important for us, for those who we allow in what we call a circle, especially as we go throughout life, mm. that they're getting the experience of us. And if they're not worthy, they shouldn't be in the circle of what we call these tight-knit groups. And the thing is that, that we are forgetting about ourselves and experiencing them, you know? And I think that that's, that is, when you have those conversations, those make the best interviews. If you've watched any of the great interviewers that we had or any of the the great things, even those, those favorite aunties and uncles or you got that grandparent or whoever it is in your life, if you notice that they forget about themselves and they fully enjoy you. And it's important for us to provide that same experience for those that we deem our circle. That's about all I got. Your circle, <laughs> my circle of friends is... Your circle of friends is the most important thing that you have in your life next to your family. Oh, yeah. Because your family is not someone that you can choose. Your circle of friends are. Oh, yeah. Your family is that what you're born into. And the reality of it is a lot of your family is going to be pieces of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, not you, speaking you didn't to pick them. All right. You didn't pick them. <laughs> and it's, them. it's no disrespect to them because they're just the family. Mm-hmm. But your friends... You choose them. Yeah. So that snake that you have around you, that you keep around. You chose that. You chose that. Mm -hmm. Why? Because it's something in you. Mm -hmm. Let that go. And watch that snake inside of you leave too. Mm. That person that's backbiting. That person that's not doing that lazy. Everything around you is a reflection of you. Mm -hmm. And I can say this because, again, when we hit that 40-year-old age, you start looking at folks around you and what they're doing. Oh, yeah. And when you want to start making changes, you look directly at the person that you want to make the change about in yourself. You're like, that does the same thing. I don't want to be around them no more. Mm-hmm. That person does this. I don't want to be around them no more. Why? Because you don't want that aspect of your life around you anymore. Mm-hmm. Your friends are the most important people next to your family. And in a lot of our situations, they're even more important than our family because a lot of us don't have family like that. Uh-huh. The family that you have are your friends. Mm-hmm. So choose wisely. We talk about being on the same path. We talk about development and growth. We talk about everything that you're doing. Your friends will either give you life or give you death. Mm-hmm. And the life in you will only be developed by those who you choose to give it, who give it to you. It's like your mate. Your mate is... A reflection of you. Your mate is a person who's telling you, hey, look, baby, you 300 pounds. <laughs> I love you. We need to go for a walk. That's what a mate to do. Your friend. Oh, that late that mate is giving you life to do that. The mate is giving you death would be like. Ah, uh, baby, we can sit down. We're gonna eat some of this more this chicken. I got some ribs, and we got all this stuff for you. Instead of saying, "Baby, you know what? We might need to chill out on this for the night because this ain't good for us." So, life and death is a reflection of your thought process and what's around you. If you don't 
make up your mind to be something better, God ain't going to give you better, bro. Yeah. So to all of those who are listening, what are you thinking about? Are you trying to become better or are you content that comfortability with where you are? And if you're content with that comfortability, you ain't never going to grow. So I'm talking too much. <laughs> I'm talking no, it was great, man. Oh, man. Great. I'm damn Steve Harvey over here with my closing words. <laughs> <laughs> this is the morning inspiration over here. <laughs> nah, I'm loving it, man. Nah, man. You I, know, I, it, like, like it said, uh, steel sharpens steel. Mm. And so if you are steel... With, with those others you know upgrade a little bit and, and be around that person that you can sharpen and that can sharpen you Beyonce let me upgrade you hey there it is hey sorry <laughs> everybody got them concert tickets too the money is expensive <laughs> anywho I love y'all very much man thank y'all for tuning in yeah. this is that extra content along with the other one that's right I pray that uh, you all continue to roll with us we got a lot of stuff we're developing and every week is something new for us, just like it's new for you. So respect that gangster. <laughs> Tune back in. I'm trying to tell you, it's worth it. With that cocktails and conversation, this is Brother Yusuf Muhammad. We didn't do the introduction in the beginning with it. Hey, but this Tim Nuba Harper. Yes, big ears and darkness, baby. <laughs> Love y'all very much. Be easy. This is Yusuf Muhammad, Yam's Creation. This is Cocktails and Conversation that you're listening to. Tune in every Friday at 7 p.m. on all streaming platforms. Like, follow, share. Tell somebody to tell somebody to tell somebody. Look forward to you joining us.